0: Log Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand around?
1: Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have a special guest with us today, a new friend of mine. His name is Darren Chappelle. He's with me right now on StreamYard and joining us on Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Darren. How are you, sir? Okay, you're muted. Let me unmute you. I think you muted yourself there. Uh-oh guest because they chose to mute themselves let me make sure that we have you on with us okay now it's saying that Can you hear me it, it, now I hear you there you are okay <laughs> it says that you're muted for some reason cannot mute unmute your guests because they chose to mute themselves but you're not muting yourself
2: well I'm going through my phone so there's probably a, a shift
1: okay Okay, fair enough. I think we're hearing you loud and clear. So, Darren, God bless you, man. Welcome to the broadcast. We appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just recently met each other uh, through family members, and uh, what a beautiful family, and you all are visiting us uh, in Northwest Arkansas, and we had a brilliant conversation yesterday. I loved it. Patricia and I both did. And uh, just wanted to, you know, get in there and kind of pick your brain a little bit about things you've been studying. Uh, You've got a beautiful family, and where you're from, you could tell that if you'd like. And um, just a number of things that are on your heart. We're talking a lot about end times, and uh, just wanted to get in there. And you do have a military background. Maybe you could just share with us a little bit about your background and kind of introduce yourself to the listening audience out there today, and uh, we'll move forward in a conversation. So good morning.
2: Good morning. Sure. Thank you. Um, so my name is Darren Chappelle. Uh, so I live in North Carolina. And as Vincent said, I have a prior military background and actually current military background. I served eight years in the Marine Corps back in the 90s, and I'm currently in the National Guard. Um, in that time, I did various things. I was in some special operations capable um, groups. So I did some counterintelligence. I did communications. I've uh, done military police. Uh, and actually, recently I do HVAC as <laughs> more of a strategic to take care of my house. Um, but I'm 48 years old and have two small girls, and been married for 25 years. Um, beautiful family, blessed. My daughter is, you know, very blessed. She's coming to the Lord. Um, you know, whole family's on fire. My faith. Um, I grew up in a Lutheran home, and the, fa- the family wasn't really strong in their in their faith. We didn't have a strong walk. Um, as a kid, I remember going to assembly gods. I've, I've done Catholic, I've done Lutheran. And so kind of being exposed to the whole realm of different religious backgrounds. And I really never consider myself strong in my faith. I do remember going to church. I do remember, uh, asking the Lord to be my savior, uh, when I was a child, but you know, obviously as a teenager, that walk is skewed with you know, childhood goals and aspirations. And it wasn't until I got married that we really started going to church in 1998, 2000 time frame. And even a little later, where I started questioning the church, started questioning the gospel in terms of what they're teaching. And so that caused me to explore more of, you know, the deeper understanding, the deeper relationship with God. Uh, things such as the Sabbath day, understanding the Sabbath day, understanding the feast of the Lord understanding why they're relevant and and My background I like to dig into things. I'm very strong academic to where I like to research and dig and learn more And so I started learning the history of things, you know Why was things done away with and exploring that and coming to my own conclusion that yes We still need to do the Sabbath day. So I started seeking out congregations that did honor the feast days And so we ended up going to messianic synagogue which again that built upon my faith built upon our our foundation and you know kind of exploring that so that brings us kind of to today where you know as an as an adult you kind of waver as well you kind of have points in your life where you're stronger in your faith you have points where you're weak in your faith just through your own walk and trials and tribulations that you do get and so you know I'm in that kind of period where I'm kind of in a mix right or I I have a lot of knowledge I have a lot of background and it's getting back into that that faith getting back into those strengths
1: amen Amen. And what a journey that is. It's a lifetime journey. Uh, the moment we think we've got anything figured out, it gets all reconfigured on us. So, um, you know, one of the things I, I love talking with you about yesterday, Darren, was um, you know just your knowledge of things that were going on in the world. We talked about the last days. One of your daughters is on fire teaching a Bible study in one of the colleges uh, that where you are from and uh, in a very dark place because there's a lot of, as you said yesterday, Satanism and all that stuff going on there. And, and how do you balance as a man that has been a Marine, is a Marine, uh, as a man who's been involved in a lot of behind-the-scenes activities, and, um, you know, you see the world right now through a biblical lens, you see what's going on around the world, and then here you have this normalcy of your family, your daughter going to college, and your younger daughter growing up. How do you put that all together? What do you do with what you know is happening in our country and around the world right now?
2: Well, obviously, she's an adult, so you know, her path is becoming her path. Um, True. But she, you know, her her walk, her her strength in the Lord is a recent uh, experience. I mean, we've always we've always prayed in the family. We've, you know, my wife has talked about God, you know, and prayed with the girls more so than I have. So her her walk with the girls has been stronger than mine. You know, and that's just again my faults. You know, as a as a head of the household. Um, you know, I can't look back in time, I can only go forward. So with that, our daughter Quinn, she went to N C State. This is her first year going there. Um and she's just exposed to the darkness, like you said. Um, there's some girls that are into Satanism. It's just, you know, the pornography, the you know, kids are all about the 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 sexual innuendos, the, you know, notching of the belt as you say and so all that darkness around impurities is in college it's in the dorms it's it's surrounding her and so she's been able to maintain that and and like you said she formed a um a group of like-minded believers and started singing in a in a tunnel one day and she had about 50 people following her so her and another gentleman started a a group um a prayer group and so she recently started speaking in tongues and just you know really strong in her faith and now she's you know, she's had vision. She was telling me about a vision yesterday where she's, she was actually sitting at her desk and she saw seven menorahs in a 180 degree with uh oil lamp being poured into it and she heard God's voice saying, I am the source. You're the light. Go, go multiply that light. And so, you know, she's just on fire with it. That's great. Amen. So what Amen. I can do as a father is hard. You know, I, You know, as a father being a prior Marine, you know, I want to I want to do any harm to any person that's done harm to her, so uh, but I know that's not right, um uh, but that's you know kind of my fatherly instinct where I want to protect her as much as I can,
1: sure, and it would be the protection of your whole family, which is a really big conversation Correct. right now, so um you know we're on the we're on this path, we're on this journey, uh we're journeying towards the kingdom, eternal life is already at work in our spirit because we've received the gift of God, the grace of God in truth. And um, yet we live in a world, do you see us right now, um, how do you see this country um, through the biblical lens? Where do you see America right now as it stands?
2: Well, it's at a crossroads. I I see America spiritually and morally heading down the wrong path. Um, And if you do your study, you'll find that most nations that have accepted uh, homosexuality as a national platform has morally gone down um, and has ended in demise. I mean, if you look at Rome, Rome was the same way. Rome, once they adopted uh, homosexuality as a platform, they they ended in demise. And so I see that same kind of decline. If if you read enough materials, you know, such as the empire state where you see a lot of parallels of America and Rome, you start seeing these alignments and the same patterns of destruction that other other societies have gone through. And so, yeah, I I see um, economically declining. I see morally declining. I see us as a world power declining. And that's just evident in so many different things. You know, with the rise of China, with the rise of um, Russia and other uh, rogue states, they're increasing their their brazenness. You know, they're pushing the boundaries a little bit more. You know, uh, Russia has 175 troops, 175,000 troops on Ukraine's border, Ready to invade? It's questionable whether they not will they, whether they will invade or not. But they're preparing. Uh, China has been pushing the boundaries on Taiwan, and most people don't pay attention to what that really means for America. But Taiwan manufactures all our computer chips for everything, for cars, for electronics. And if China controls Taiwan, they control the whole uh, chip chips and and everything we have. And so that's a big strategic play long-term and they're pushing the boundaries so yeah I mean from a from a world power from an economic power we're just amassing so much debt our spiritual decline you see it in homes you see families being torn apart marriages on the rocks you see people pulling away from the churches it's just you can just sense it and, and as we talked about yesterday um, in 2022 there's and you can Google this it's called the house of one it's supposed to be announced in 2022 where the the christianity islam and uh, judaism is all coming into a one um infrastructure so they have a a buildings already planned and being built for that one world government and what that looks like that's that's really hard to say i mean obviously revelations will point to those signs and seasons we talked about the stars being aligned we've talked about blood moons at certain uh, high holy days being displayed so yeah i mean we're increasing in those birthing pains of god would say in the end times
1: so that image that they want to build and i believe you said it was in dubai uh the house of one uh you know this goes back to the days of nebuchadnezzar this goes forward to the book of revelation chapter 13 uh where you know the demand or the command of all the nations the tribes the languages of the earth you know, they they give honor to this image. You know, give honor to this one-world religion. Is that kind of the direction right. that's going in?
2: I believe it is. Um, and I can't remember the verse particularly, but you know, Revelation does to this. I mean, even Zechariah, Zechariah 14 talks about, you know, once Yeshua returns, we'll be expected to come and honor the feast. You know, and so people take away that the feasts are done away with. But why is prophecy? speaking to that we're doing these feasts in the end times after Yeshua returns. So, yeah, That's I think right. I think there is that one world government that is forming. Um, what that looks like, it's really hard to say, um, but I guess right now we're in that mode of things are, the raw materials are happening, right? You know, the, the vaccine mandates is one, one aspect of the raw materials for a potential control factor. You have the one-world religion forming uh, with the papacy being kind of over an ownership of that one-world uh, religious system. And, you know, as we talked yesterday, there's some seven-day Advent thought processes that might advocate that the papacy is part of that end times. Again, what that looks like, it's hard to say. You know, from a scriptural standpoint, you try to use the scripture as a guideline to kind of look for those signs and seasons. And that's what, as a believer, you're aware of.
1: So let's talk about the uh, the forced vaccinations. Uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, an acceleration of the mandates that are coming—a command, if you will—to uh, the nation Correct. and to the nations of the earth to get vaccinated. And uh, what will happen if you don't? Go ahead and speak into that from your perspective.
2: Well, again, being in the military, I've had every vaccination. I've had, you know inoculated with things that i don't even know i was inoculated with you know anthrax smallpox um and i was again as a marine a young marine you didn't you don't question it you just you take your your shots and you move forward and i got out of the marine corps in 1998. soon afterwards i never got the flu shot um, because i really just didn't feel i needed it and when i came back in the air national guard in 2013 i had to by by nature of coming back in the military and soon thereafter, I had really severe reactions to the flu shot. Never had those in my life, just a, an autoimmune response that just happened to happen. So I was getting exemptions for the last five years, six years on my flu shot. And I've been healthier since. You know, we've, we started living a life, you know, again, biblically speaking, where we try to look at the medicines we take, the foods we ingest, you know, being unclean. And we try to live that life. And through that process, we're healthier as a result. And so when COVID came out, um, the military and the Guard has forced that mandate. And I will likely be discharged as a result of it because I am standing my ground. I did put a religious exemption forward. I put a medical exemption forward. And either way you look at it, your career is over. Even if they waive an exemption, you're non-deployable, you're non-ready. Even though it goes against their policy, it goes against DOD policy, it goes against FDA, CDC policies. They're not following the law, so I'll likely get uh, removed as a as a result of that, and I'm okay with that. I'm willing to accept that. But yeah, I do so, not agree with coercion. I,
1: go ahead, Darren.
2: Well, I was going to say, I just don't agree with forced force of anything. You know, once you once you receive a shot that's against your will, something in your body put in your body that's the ultimate submission to uh, authority, right? And as a people, as a free a free America, free people, what our country is based on, why I'm even serving in the military is to fight for our freedoms. If I'm fighting for our freedoms and we're losing those freedoms, what is the purpose of fighting anymore for those freedoms if our own government is actually taking them away?
1: So you had mentioned that, that's an excellent point, uh, you you had mentioned that for five years you had been under some kind of an exemption from the flu shot. So you've had history in, you know, right. making a decision, a choice, and now because of the forced vaccination the the mandate in the military because you're still maintaining what you've already done for several years Uh, you now are subject to being uh, removed from your position in the National Guard
2: that's correct that's kind of a
1: a mild form of persecution isn't it for standing up for what you believe in
2: oh certainly certainly yeah and, and it's going against policy I mean my medical exemption if you read FDA C D C and DOD policy, they all state that if you've had a prior response to any immunization or any ingredient thereof, you should be allowed an exemption. And that's their own language. And so I use I use their own language, I use their own policy, I use Supreme Court law. And yeah, I mean they're they're not following their own policies that they stated.
3: It's so important. why do you
1: think they're Yeah, so why do you think they're doing that? I mean, why is the military demanding this and not giving the the, the soldiers an opportunity to make their own choice?
2: Well, unfortunately, in the military, it's it's black and white, right? There's no gray area. Um, You're following orders. Um, Orders come down from the Secretary of Defense. So I get that. I mean, you know, the Biden administration has posed an executive order stating that they want the military. And And it's a readiness standpoint. And logically speaking, I get that. So if you go to a, an area of operation and someone has COVID and the theory is if one person's not vaccinated and you pose a risk to the readiness of the unit, then it's a risk to the force. So I, I get the mentality of it and I get from a, from a policy standpoint, I understand. Nonetheless, something that's so controversial, something that's rooted in lack of long-term studies, there should be more exemptions allowed. For someone that really has a strong conviction of it, you know, whether it's a religious exemption or a medical exemption, there should be more waivers in place for something so controversial. You know, nothing like that has, has happened in history before, so there should be some process to allow for that.
1: Amen. And maybe maybe through your uh, defending, you know, you're right. Uh, maybe some <laughs> process will go forward. But um, don't they? You know, why is there such an absence of understanding that people that have been vaccinated? We're hearing real stories, not fabricated stories. But real stories of people that have been vaccinated, they just uh, found out that one of the college universities, hundreds of people have been sick and have gotten sick right. and were all vaccinated. So if they're witnessing that, how could they continue this idea that, well, this is going to keep you safe when, in fact, it's not keeping people who have been vaccinated safe?
2: Yeah, and that's and that's the debate over the science, right? The, you know, yeah. Logically speaking, if you look at Viruses. I mean, viruses are going to shed in any capacity. If you're inoculated, even with a flu virus, right? Flu virus. You're inoculated with an active virus. Your your symptoms are fever, low grade fever, headaches. You know, a small version of the flu. And by nature of logic, you are shedding that virus if people are around you of the inoculation. I'm sure the same. I mean, I don't. I don't. You know, begin to say that I'm. You know totally into the science and really understand the science, but I'm just speaking from more of a, a personal opinion that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you're inoculated with, with something that can modify your DNA potentially, and there's been studies to show that, that, yeah, that could cause a shedding of the virus. And it's not uncommon that you're seeing some vaccinated people becoming sick because of that. You know, if, and so I the that argument is, if the unvaccinated are a threat to the vaccinated, what good is your vaccination? You know, so there's some, there's some reverse theological logic
1: going on. Um, It's called confusion, I think. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, So you just said something and I want to talk about it just briefly because um, (laughs) you hear, you hear terms thrown around all the time and people just kind of go, oh, that's insane. You know, that's crazy. You just talked about the shifting of DNA and I've been hearing this conversation around me just a little bit. Um, you know, that people are getting vaccinated. It is literally manipulating or changing something of their DNA, which changes them from the person they once were. And a lot of people mm-hmm. think, well, biblically speaking, in the days of Noah, there was some DNA mixing going on, uh, with the sons of God and the daughters of men and the you know, mm-hmm. the uh Nephilim. Know, the, the, yeah, the Nephilim and all that stuff. So uh do you really Uh, Is there is there scientific data that you're aware of that absolutely confirms shedding and DNA manipulation in these vaccinations?
2: I mean, obviously, it's we're in an environment where there's censorship of any alternate opinion. So any 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 document you find has been scholarly debated. Right. To where you're a conspiracy theorist. And and I understand that. I mean, they're trying to censor the information. Again, if you remember back to chemistry days or biology days, science was based on having hypothesis, right? Hypothesis is conflicting data and real data. And you take both data points and you come away with a hypothesis. For this, there is a hypothesis. It's a one one narrative story. And you're being spoon-fed, being forced to believe a narrative that's only the CDC's narrative. I mean, recently... In Australia, the prime minister was forcing the people to take the vaccination, locking down unvaccinated. And here, she had to resign suddenly because she has taken $65 million from Pfizer. So, you know, you look at the money trails. You know, you know I'm, I'm an investor. I have an investment company, and I see um, what's called the unusual whales. There's there's websites that track, you know, Congress's purchases and, and a lot of them have stock in Pfizer, a lot of them have stock in Moderna. Moderna went from $23 a share to $500 a share. So there's a lot of money behind this push. And when you start seeing the one narrative, the censorship, you know, it it does add to the the state of, you know, you have to kind of be self-aware, right, and and do what's right for you. Um I've talked to nurses, I've talked to doctors, and it's mixed. It's a mixed crowd where half them would say if you're a healthy adult, you're fine. Um, you know, it's fifty-fifty of unvaccinated and vaccinated coming into the ICUs with 80% of them being underlying corbidities such as diabetes, heart disease, overweight. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a generally healthy you know, person, you'll do just fine, generally speaking. But, again, everyone has to make their own decisions, right? Like, I don't want to come out here and say, don't take your vaccine, believe me. No, I mean, you do what's right for you. For me, <clears throat> you know, going back to my religious exemption, my consciousness of understanding that my body is my temple and really looking at what I ingest into my body. If I want to ingest toxins into my body that could potentially alter my DNA, which again, there's not enough evidence to suggest one way or another, but that potential is there to where I'm, I'm putting toxins in my body one way or another. And yeah, that's all, that's altering my state of being. It's altering my body that God has intended for me and as a result, I could have an adverse reaction. I could have, you know, strokes. I could have blood clots. So from a risk management standpoint, why take that risk? You know, I just choose to eat a healthy lifestyle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there is no way that because of the arrogance of government today that anybody's going to stand up like Dr. Fauci and say, you know what, we made a mistake, we didn't have the science, uh, we were really, you know, caring about our citizenry, and we wanted to protect you, we thought this was the best way. What we've discovered uh, that this really is not, that'll never happen, right? That's never going to happen. Right. So they have to continue to push the narrative, and now there are the resistors or people that are still maintaining their sense of freedom that I get to make a choice, you know? And so when does the demonization begin? When does the... Uh, you know, the the soft winds of persecution really begin to flow. I happen to believe it's going to happen swiftly. But do you foresee a time in this country, maybe in the very near future, where because of this narrative that's being spoon fed and forced upon the people, that um, there will come some form of demonization against those who are resisting?
2: It's already happening. Um, and mm-hmm. just to touch on an earlier point, you know, Pfizer just they're trying to fight right now the release of documents they've they've said they don't want these documents released for 75 years you know again jfk conspiracy right where once everyone passes away it doesn't matter you know the data so they're trying to currently F, uh, pfizer and the fda are working it to where they don't have to disclose their findings or vaccine studies for 75 years i mean that should alarm most people as to Hey, if if your product is good, if you have a good product, you should not care what you're pushing, right? So those are some things you got to look for. Uh, But to answer your question, yeah, I mean, we're already there. I mean, if you study and you can Google this, you know, like the 10 stages of genocide, for instance, you know, they have these different stages of, you know, what it looks like from a historical standpoint. You know, they talk about symbolization, classification, uh, persecution, criminalization. And while as a nation we're in the early stages of that, but you do see certain celebrities, certain politicians make comments to suggest that we're possibly in the seven, eight of the stages of genocide. Now, do I see us being taken away in trains into a gas chamber? No, but the CDC does have shielding camps that they could quarantine certain neighborhoods or certain uh, areas and deem it a COVID place. And you're seeing this in Australia. Um, a young woman, 26 years of age. I think her name is Hannah. Uh, she was exposed to a friend of hers that had COVID, so they're obviously tracing her, tracking her. <coughs> Excuse me. And police showed up at her door, took her away. They gave her an option to go in the COVID cab, as she called it, or the police. If she went with the police, she would have been fined $5,000. So she chose the COVID cab. She was taken away to a camp where it was all uh, people that were exposed to COVID, and they were quarantined for 14 days against their will. So could it happen in America? Uh, I could see the potential. Yes, I see that there is infrastructure to support that. Um, but, you know, our constitution is different. Our laws are different. We are armed citizens. So we have different things in place than other countries do. And so that makes it harder to do that, right, to, to force those wills upon you. But I do see the breakdown, the barriers. And as we progress in this uh, disease, you're going to see more people dying off from vaccinations and they'll likely blame the unvaccinated. So there will be that persecution. Um, you see comments where people say that we should be herded up. I mean, people are making these comments um, that we should be criminalized, that we should be fined, that we should be locked up. Um, so the spirit of Hitler is still there uh, regardless if people want to acknowledge it. The, the spirit is there. The spirit of fear, the spirit of, you know, that self-preservation is So, yeah, I do see that happening at what point. I don't know, but I do see that possibility exists.
1: And with that, you know, the prophetic word of God and the spirit of God giving us wisdom. He foretells us things to come. Thank God we're born again. Thank God we have faith in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, our Messiah. Thank God for the scriptures. And, you know, we are able, um, above many people in this world, able to see the world view through a biblical lens and really come out with a very firm interpretation. And the potential, Darren, is that this escalation is going to begin in days now. Uh, you know, we're hearing by the Spirit of the Lord, at least we believe we're hearing correctly, and it needs to be at least examined that maybe from January to March, there's going to come a, an acceleration uh, that's going to catch people off guard. You know, like a shifting of a race car, mm-hmm. this thing is going to go exponential where mandates, new mandates are going to come down the pike, and new laws, and and forced vaccination is going to get very intense, and I think it's going to take a lot of people by surprise, and kind of like January 6th, how many people are sitting in prison right now that have gone to jail because they were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th? They have taking people one by one, going into families, traveling around, doing things among people, and putting out fear. I mean, I was watching yesterday. How many people on the left are going, re- we're going to make an example. We're going to prosecute every single person that went inside that Capitol building. And, and it's just that continual fear, whether that's right or not. you know, I don't think anybody should have broke in, but there's so much strangeness around that whole thing. Um, you know, police standing down, welcoming people in, and all that. Uh, but it's just the idea that things could happen, and there's very little resistance against it.
2: Right. I I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to put dates on anything, um, but True. I do see I do see um, you know the courts currently you know the, the the fifth court of appeals is now in the sixth court of appeals is. Um, blocking the osha mandate for uh, businesses to mandate this nonetheless some businesses you know i read an article yesterday about google is going to fire their employees if they don't get the vaccination unless they have an exemption put forth so the courts yeah the courts are currently holding this up but i do see that that whittling down of of that system you know and so will happen in the next um few months it's hard to say i mean it's 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 anyone's guess, right? But the signs are there. The, the, yeah, certainly the the pattern is there. The, as I told someone the other day where if this was temporary, they were not making such policy decisions. They were not creating such infrastructure to support, you know, vaccination passports or making policy to really lose employees, right? Companies spend a lot of time and energy to bring a, an employee on board. You know, they're willing to, cut an employee over this so obviously there's this is gonna be a long haul right if you're building policies and actually establishing an infrastructure around this such as vaccine passports they're not expecting this to go away despite some of the commentary from the FDA uh, where this could end in January I think this is gonna be with us for a long time
1: yeah they're actually saying that it will be it'll be the, with us the rest of our lives I mean I've heard that conversation where you're going to need to get boosters the rest of your life, maybe one shot a year or something like that. And uh, it's really been promoted and it's been exaggerated uh, because there are too many people that have not been vaccinated that are doing just fine. I mean, you're almost two years into this and they're doing just fine. And if they did get any element of sickness, their immune system was given the opportunity to fight back, but uh, they're doing well. So what do you do with that information?
2: Well, we remain the purebloods. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so. I
1: guess
2: so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it's like the, it's, I'm going to do what's right for me and my family. Um, you know, I'm gonna me, I'm going to put my earpiece in. It's kind of losing.
1: You hear us okay? Hear
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apple iPods don't seem to want to last too long, but. Yeah, I mean, you have to do what's right for your family. I mean, you have to do what's right for you. Um, I obviously am willing to fight it because I don't want to put poison in my body. But to each their own. You know, I don't, that's just my choice. I'll, I'll you know, and even if I do get sick and I die from this, I just choose that it's it's God's, you know, it's will, right? I mean, I would hate it that I would die at an early age, but who am I to, you know, if God is, if, if we acknowledge that God is the creator of life, right, and, and is the author of life, who are we to argue with that? If he takes me from for a virus, you know, I'm willing to accept that. But I'm not going to ingest poisoning my body, you know, that that could potentially harm me anyways, you know, so it's 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 it shows a lack of god lack of trust in God, right? If we're relying on medicine to take care of what he's created, you know, where is my faith in God?
1: Amen. And where is the stand? I mean we we did our little Bible study yesterday on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right. And these guys, the whole idea was just not bowing down to the king's edict. It was just not right. bowing down to the laws of the king. And that's kind of the impression that's coming out of this whole issue, is that we are the king, we're going to give an edict, you're going to bow down, and you're going to submit. And, and there are people, especially okay. in the United States, that are a free nation, that say, no, we don't do that. Um, you know, people do relish their freedom, but little by little in the, this generation – so many freedoms have really been stripped away, but people don't see it, feel it, know it until things like this come.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and history shows that. History illustrates that, you know, boiling of boiling of frogs, right, <laughs> you know, where, where this little trickle of your freedoms are being removed and, you know, it'll be too late, you know. And I never advocate violence, but I do advocate people standing up to it, you know your money has a lot of power in organizations. You know, if, if companies are promoting vaccinations, you know, you as a consumer can spend your money elsewhere. You know, so the power of the purse um, does have a lot of power, you know, that you can yield, but the problem is there's not enough people doing it. You know, the government will, the government tends to fear, you know, the majority of the people, but not enough people are standing up, you know, even the military. And I don't want to give any details of my unit, but, you know, suffice it to say, out of 200 people you know 50 people stood their ground when the initial claim came out and they did what's called a frag order to basically force you to get the vaccination or have an exemption in place in one day so that got another 40 people that got the vaccination and again they're using coercion they're using the threat of a dishonorable discharge the threat of another honorable discharge you know you have people 19 and a half years you know willing to lose their entire um you know 10 year in the military because they're coerced to get a vaccination so even with jobs you know people are coerced through money through mammon to get to you know keep their jobs or or lose their jobs over this so and it, it will take someone that's kind of more steadfast i mean i'm just blessed to be financially here and, and have worked hard to to become that so i have the ability to stand my ground a little bit more than others would but i get it i get the i get the the stress of it, you know, if someone was really dependent on their job, you know, mentally speaking, the stress and the and the the harm that does to your body, even from the stress, it's it's just not lawful. It's 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 wrong on so many levels, spiritually, uh, you know, ethically, and, and as a, as an American, you know, being a freedom country.
1: So knowing these things are coming down the pike, okay, because we basically can see them. We God has opened our hearts and our minds to understand that these things are coming. Uh, obviously, people need to know how to prepare for something like this. How do I get ready for something like this? And biblically, we know that there's a time coming on this earth that there will be a mark. Uh, there will be a karagma. There will be something mm-hmm. that shows your loyalty or your behavior must be consistent with what that mark of the beast is but you won't be able to buy or sell or use the system at all. Um, And this is such a – I don't think anybody has ever considered how close, you know, this, like, preview of what this vaccination mandate is all about. But it sure does kind of look like what the mark of the beast could be. And, I mean, it's showing itself up right now. I'm not saying that it is, but you you lose your job if you don't get it. You're 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 not going to have, you know – Uh, the benefits and and you won't be able to use certain things within the modern society. (laughs) Right before.
2: I mean, mean, obviously scholars throughout, you know, the ages have obviously trying to pinpoint when the last days would be. And there's been many, you know, others in our past that have researched this to nauseam. I mean, even back what five years ago, Switzerland produced a tiny little RFID, you know, size of a microchip that can go in your right hand. I mean, obviously people thought that was the mark of the beast too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's the raw materials, right? I think as technology evolves, as, you know, the coercion model evolves where governments can see what they can get away with. And I think it's building the raw materials for that potential, right? I'll never, I'll never, you know, I just don't know. I mean, time-wise, I mean, I'm never going to give a date because. God says, no man will know the day or the hour. You just look for the signs in the season. But you you try to be aware of events, right? You, you look at these as the raw materials for the potential. You know, you have a coercion model that governments can use in a future event where they know how to coerce people, right? You have technology such as the RFID chip that could be used. And, you know, logically speaking, just as from a humanist standpoint, if I, you know, let's say... You know, human trafficking, for instance, let's say I want to be able to protect my child and I want to put a chip in her to track where she's at in case she's, you know, trafficked. I mean, I get the, I get the emotional logic of doing something like that where it's convenient to buy and sell. People just don't really understand the spiritualness behind that, right? Because that does open itself up to control. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, how do you prepare? Um, You know, one, you have a trust in the Lord, right? You're content in your faith and you're content in your walk to where... You know, if something happens, you know, that's God's purpose, right? Um, you look at, um, you know, forming a garden, right? I mean, from a food supply system, but having had a garden, it's not an easy task. You know, you're, you are you know, you have bugs, you have weather, you know, gardens are not easy, right? So, um, you know, ultimately it does come down to your faith in God. Um, you know, you look for those signs in seasons, season, you prepare spiritually, you understand, um, you know, what to look for. You know, is the end times this year, next year, hundred years from now, that's, that's God's, you know, I just, I just know to look for the signs and the seasons and be aware and try to navigate my family around those signs and seasons. You know, if it takes me quarantining in my house to stay away from the, the vaccinated, you know, so be it, you know, and, and you start to be aware of those events and look for those signs. I mean, clearly we have a government system that's corrupt, you know, both right and left have their corruption um, you know, why is the the right not standing up to this oppression what you know? So I think as a democracy, I think we need a cleansing of our democracy or uh, a prayer. You know, Jonathan Kahn, right, he writes he writes in his books about um, Trump being Jehu, you know, and, and there's you know, again, that's there's some parallels, you know, it's intriguing that you know, it's it's selling books. Um but you know, you never know, right? I mean there's there's archetypes. From a heavenly standpoint and an earthly standpoint, and you know, there's always that type and anti-type, uh, you know, the parallel of God, and you see this evident in the scripture, you know, with with Egypt, the crossing of the Red Sea. You see all these these <clears throat> these types and anti-types. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with that to be said, I mean, I just you know prepare your own home, you know, as as you understand more and as you learn more.
1: Amen. Yeah, I, I've always looked at, uh, and my prayers have been for a Josiah. Um, the difficulty that I see right now, Josiah, <clears throat> he finds the law of the Lord, and he goes throughout the nation, and he tears down everything that was against the Lord. I mean, it was a brilliant, brilliant uh, reformation. the the different The difference today in America is that they have succeeded in dividing the nation itself. It's no longer we, the people. Uh, They have successfully separated so that, you know, one side may rise up and defend their freedoms, but the other side is totally contrary and saying, well, your freedoms are a joke. You know, you guys are rebellious and you are bad and, you know, all these different things. So it's a different kind of tactical warfare, I would imagine, Uh, definitely spiritual warfare. But, um, okay, so we're not afraid. And we're not even taking an offense. We're not taking the bait of Satan. We're living our lives daily, uh, living an abundant life in Yeshua, in Jesus Christ. And yet we, there's this sense of knowing that things are changing all around us. And um, so let's just continue to speak into that. What else?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's the signs and the seasons to look for. Um, And, you know, I just, again, if you read enough news and, you know, what I learned in in doing some encounter intelligence is you always try to look for other news sources. You know, America, unfortunately, does have propaganda. You know, media is, is propagandist. So like for me personally, I look at Israel news. I look at Russia news. I look at Chinese news, um, Al Jazeera. I look at different sources to coalesce the information. You know, if I see an article on Fox news, for instance, or even CNN, I'm not going to blindly accept it as fact. I'm going to do my due diligence and look into it. I'm going to cross-reference to other other sources and see, okay, what's what's the truth? You know, is there truth behind it? Um, you know, what's what's the agenda behind it? What are they trying to sell? What are they trying to push? Because um, obviously we're in a consumer-based society, so everything. You know, you have to have some skepticism of, of what's being sold to you. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, whether it's information, whether it's a product. You know, you always have to be skeptical in some sense of of what that looks like. But at the same point, you don't you don't fear, right? You try not to stress over it. I haven't changed my life since the two years COVID happened. I mean, yeah, we can't go to many places as much as we used to, but you know. I haven't changed my mindset. I, you know, I don't wear a mask unless I really absolutely have to, unless I want to go to that store or fly on an airplane, but I don't, I don't change anything. I mean, not, we went to a football game. There's, you know, thousands of people not wearing masks, you know, pretty much very tight quarters, get sick. Our daughter had COVID for a day. None of us got sick again, whether it's a blessing or just haven't been exposed to it. I don't know, but, I don't want to live in fear because the fear creates stress and stress will add more ailments to your body. So
1: that's the real, that's the the real of our life. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. The
1: real Let's talk about this. And um, in, in, it might sound a bit eerie. Um, and I wasn't <laughs> there in 1930s and 40s uh, while the Nazi regime was in power in Europe. But uh, the Jewish people living in Germany mm-hmm. uh, started hearing things about Stuff that was coming, and I I, I go back and I try to understand what their conversations were. I I remember I was told by someone, a dear friend of mine, that had mentioned that the warnings began to come, and some of the Jewish people in Germany decided to take heed to the warning. They sold everything they had, converted it into diamonds, they sewed it into their clothes, they got on ships, they they left. They got they left because of what they heard. Others stood around saying, you know, continuing to talk continuing to talk. And uh, it, it's eerie to me that so many conversations are going on right now. There's so much talk about these things that are coming. And it's kind of like what they were doing. And the Jewish people were becoming demonized. They were becoming demonized. They had There was something out there that was projecting an idea, an impression, that these people were demonic. And then eventually we know that led to dehumanization. We know that's true. So there's a demonization going on against Trump supporters, white nationalists, racists, Christians, uh, you know, anything that's not, you know, behaving properly and yielding and submitting. And so this eerie kind of likeness is happening in this country right now, Uh, even though we're not, I mean, we're all immigrants to a degree, most, most of us that have come from other countries living in this land, making up America. But isn't it kind of strange that, The conversations they may have been having back there, gosh, there's this guy rising up. There's governmental control. We're kind of losing it. They're kind of treating us like we're bad people, but we're really not. And I could just see some of the Jewish men going, you know, forget what those people think. And next thing you know, the next wave was people got out barely uh, because they started coming so swiftly. And then people fled, but they didn't have anything. And then, of course, that third wave came and they got caught in the snare. And Jesus does say that it will come like a snare on the whole earth and they will not escape, so how do you kind of know, Um, you know, because I I sense we're in the same conversation as they were.
2: I mean, clearly, you know, Hitler was socialist, right, and and Hitler had his own ideologies, but, you know, the spirit of Hitler still exists in terms of the spirit of fear. You know, the spirit of fear is really what's driving a lot of this. It's the fear Mm -hmm. and the the pushing that, that one group of people, and it's discrimination. I mean, ultimately, it's discrimination that one group is different from another group and they try to label, they try to criminalize, symbolize. And the same with the Jewish, Jewish people, you know, it was, it was a small trickle effect of propaganda where they were different. You know, let's let's separate them out. Let's, let's give them a symbol, you know, the star, the yellow star, you know, let's Mm -hmm. move them to a different city. It's the same archetype as you will, that now will the outcome be the same? You know, that's, that's a big question mark in, in God's realm but I think the the pattern exists right and you, and you look for patterns in history and you, and you try to see if the patterns repeat itself there's a good book called uh, um, the fourth turning it's a book that talks mm-hmm. about generational cycles that we never really exceed four cycles of generational because what happens is a society will inform you know their children and then, then that trickle down of information and you end up repeating the same mistakes every generational cycle and so it's interesting because um, we're still we're in that kind of uh, chaos archetype, like you know, per the book that we're in that struggle where, you know, like our kids are younger. You know, they would kind of rise up and be that knowledge platform. And, and then out of that, you'd have, you know, but you're, you're talking about 10, 15 years out, right, where we might be in chaos for years. You know, um, again, those are all just scholarly documents, opinions that you try to just make sense of. And we all try to latch on to the unknown, right? We all try to find something that we can latch on to and say, this is the information, right? But I try to break away from that and truly just try to look at the patterns and really say, okay, what makes sense? You know, I've I've studied like EMP strikes. I've studied nuclear strikes.
1: You know, what
2: makes sense? You know, do I become a full-time prepper or do I just casually have extra food and ammo on supply in case something happens, right? Because ultimately, God's in control and, if I put all my resources in something that, that is just, I guess a lack of trust, right? If I'm prepping, I'm, I'm not showing my trust in God, but I'm still using the wisdom of God to prepare based on what I see as signs and seasons. So does that look like having more land? Does that look like having more food supply or ammo? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I and it's something that's not wasted. Like I, I'm always going to eat the food. I'm always going to use my ammo, um, So i just kind of do it logically i kind of break it apart and say what makes sense you know we're still in a we're still in a society where we're governed by the constitution we're still in a a society where we're governed by a fiat currency so we still have these you know things in place and yeah we are trickling down the freedoms and we become more of an authoritarian or a socialist nation and obviously history has not been favorable towards socialism as an end result you know but there's still things in in place that have to be broken down you know, even from a world standpoint, you know, certain things, you know, as you read Scripture, you look for those things that have to happen before Yeshua returns. And so all these things are just kind of setting the stage and showing the patterns that, yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's that birthing pains, that God talks about, where you're seeing increased X, Y, Z. And so it's just, again, it's being spiritually ready, as we talked about
1: yesterday. Yeah, very, very excellent. Uh, well said, well laid forth. Uh, I'd like to do something right now. We're at about 9:52 here. I've got some calls coming in. Are you open to uh, okay. taking some questions, comments, and then sure. I want to get back to yeah, and I want to get back to what you're doing for a living right now. Maybe that will help some folks along the way if you want to go there. So let's take this first okay. call coming in from area code 916. Good morning, God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
3: Ah, oh, good morning, Pastor V. Good morning. Good morning sir uh i didn't catch your name earlier in the broadcast would you mind telling me your name sure it's
2: uh darren chappelle and i think
3: vincent has it up in the broadcast here darren thank you so much thank you i, I apologize for having to ask i no, i just no wanted to make a quick comment <laughs> i appreciate uh the input that you've shared with us today you made a comment earlier I don't remember the wording of your comment, but it was somewhere along the lines of, you know, deep down inside, the person knows that there's something right or something wrong about taking the vaccination. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to speak into that for a second. Um, I do understand that the Holy Spirit of God does put into man a very, very, very deep sense, however badly hidden because of sin There is a very deep sense, deep-rooted sense of right and wrong. Whether or not a person is a believer, whether or not a person is paying attention to the spirit, those are other Mm -hmm. questions, but man does know right from wrong. Now, I have had many discussions and many conversations with people who have been vaccinated. Uh, People I encounter in the grocery store, people I encounter in just my regular daily Travels, you know, on the street, walking my dog or whatever. I encounter people wearing masks also. When we start talking about the the vaccination, people will say to me, oh, yeah, yeah, I got my vaccine because uh, I wanted to be able to fly across the country to go visit my grandkids. Or I got the vaccine because... uh, my job, my employer told me I had to, otherwise I was just going to lose my job. All right. I, I, I hear these different excuses or reasons for accepting the vaccine. Never once have I seen a countenance of joy or happiness when a person has said to me that they've taken the vaccine. Never once. If you look into these people's eyes, you see a deep, deep, deep-rooted sorrow. You see it. It's it's plain as day. However, however strenuously they try to mask this countenance of sorrow, you see the sorrow. It's there. These People who are taking the vaccine, they know right from wrong, whether they're willing to admit it or confess it or discuss it. They know they have done themselves wrong by accepting the jab. As regards the mask, honestly, Wait a minute. Let me back up a second, Darren. Uh, Regarding the question or the concept of shedding, my wife and I, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm personally not particularly concerned about shedding because we are covered by the blood. We took communion at 4 o'clock this morning, and it's a new practice for my wife and I. We're going to be taking communion together before we do anything else when we wake up. And we drink that tiny cup of the blood, and we ask the Lord to cover us, and we thank the Lord for the covering of the blood of Jesus. And that's the way it runs in my house, and that's the basis from which we 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 consider ourselves protected when we're meeting people who are wearing masks or people who have been vaccinated. However, and just this one last thing, and then I'll I'll let it go. From my personal spiritual point of view, I don't really want to be around people who are wearing masks because, (laughs) you know, when a person walks up to me, they're wearing a mask, or I see them in Walmart, that wearing of the mask says to me, I don't believe enough in God to trust God. I don't believe the word of God to trust God. Therefore, I'm wearing a mask. And I've seen people who I know wearing a mask because of various reasons. They capitulated. They bowed right. to the power. Uh, you know, it's just a really interesting thing. And, that, sir, thank you for your comments. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
2: well, I appreciate it. And, you um, know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't ever want to be one to judge a person's heart. You know, I mean, I have plenty of Christian friends and, and Jewish friends that do wear masks, and they've taken the vaccine So I don't want to be in a place where I'm judging or making that statement where I want to judge their heart. Cause I don't know their heart. You know, that's God's decision. You know, each person has to do what's right for, for them. Um, and by the way, Vincent, you're frozen on your screen. So I don't know if we're still broadcasting here. Okay. Now, now it's fine. Yep. You're back. Um, so I have to be careful to, to judge people's heart. Um, but I, but I do acknowledge the statement. Um, uh, for me, again, it's, to each their own, um, you know, for me, it's it's just my choice. I mean, I can't even tell my 18-year-old daughter that that she, I mean, I, I recommend she don't doesn't get it, but she's an adult now. She has to make her own determination. Um, I can only show her, you know, the evidence I've found, but I have plenty of Christian friends that have taken the vaccine. Um, and, again, everyone has to do what's right for them. I just know for me and my body, it's not right for me. I think there's too much coercion. I think there's too much something nefarious in my spirit. I feel that. Um, so that's my choice. But again, I can't speak to, for everyone's health issues. I can't speak to everyone's understanding, um, you know, their their background in science, and, you know, so forth. I'm never going to speak to that. I can only say what's right for me and my walk. But if you look at history, I mean, look at, um, what, 1918 Spanish flu. Um, it wasn't really the flu that killed most people. It was the the bacteria and pneumonia from wearing masks that ended up killing a lot more people. Um, because again, our systems were meant to breathe oxygen in exhale carbon dioxide. And that's our, that's God's intended process of our bodies. And so we're wearing a mask to restrict what God has provided in a, in a term of breathing apparatus. We're no longer being, um, exposed to germs. Um, you know, we're not getting that natural immunity built up, so, yeah, we're preventing, in a way, God's intended purpose of our bodies, and so that by nature, you know, how can we say that we're honoring the temple of God, our bodies, when we're restricting its intended purpose, and so that's, again, teach their own, that's just kind of my viewpoint on it.
1: Yeah, well, and, and that's excellent, that's well said. Um, what I'd like to do, you know, we, uh, this conversation has been going on for almost two years now, and Um, eventually we're going to have to conclude that it does boil down to being led by the Holy Spirit, being wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. You have to do what the Spirit of God tells you to do. That's the bottom line. Uh, Unfortunately, we live in a time where a lot of people say the Holy Spirit said, and really the Holy Spirit never said a word about it. So I, I guess time is going to show everything, and right now we need to walk it out. So let's shift for just a moment, Darren. Um, You right now are in a business, you have some kind of a uh, financial business that you do. Do you want to speak into that at all and uh, share with people about, um, I don't know, maybe just some direction for them in this issue? What do you think?
2: Sure. Um, So my background, um, you know, I was in the military and after I left the military, I got my computer information systems degree. So I have a degree in computers. I did IT work. I've been pretty much every facet of of the IT industry. I've designed software. I've written code. I've been in management. I've been a CIO for over 25 years. Uh, Fifteen years ago, I started diving in more into investing. Uh, I've taken a lot of classes. I've been to a lot of conferences. Just really, again, as you get to know me, you'll, you'll know that I just dig into a lot of different topics, and I learn a lot about different things. And you know, I, I feel God has granted me the w- spirit of wisdom sometimes because I do have, I have learned a lot of knowledge. And in that process, um, I formed my company called Invest for Life. And the whole purpose behind my company was really to help people become financially uh, independent. Because again, as you're seeing today, a lot of people are forced or coerced to get that the the vaccine through not having the ability to be financially secure, being able to actually tell their employer, no, I'm not going to get it. And I'm okay with that financially. And so my goal, not really COVID, I formed my company before COVID, but my intended purpose is always to help people become more financially secure. So I have a mentorship program. I have about 250 plus students right now that I just mentor. I do like six free sessions on just everything you want to know about investing. Um, again, I'm not, I don't get paid for it. It's just a free sessions that I just do for mentoring. Uh, what I sell is kind of like, my charting software that I have custom built and my newsletter, that's the only thing I, but I don't make a lot. It's, it's really not to make money. It's really to help people. Um, but I do monetize my time in the form of the newsletter. Um, but yeah, I mean, if people want to get more financially secure and learn how to invest and, and I've had people, um, one guy, he made like 550% in a month just from my videos. Um, and you know, he's probably projecting to be retired in a year. Um, so if, if that's my skill, if that's what God has granted to me to be a teacher and a mentor in the financial, then that's what I'm called to do. And, and I'm, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to do that.
1: You know, one of the last things that happened with Israel before they left Egypt is that there was a great transfer of wealth and they were able to take that wealth into the wilderness with them. And unfortunately they squandered it away by making a golden calf. Hopefully we make some better decisions now, but, Uh, maybe what you're doing is also intrinsic to that, that maybe there are people out there that have some finances and they're wondering, well, what do I do with what I have? You know, do I buy gold? Do I buy silver? Do I invest in camping gear, food, water, shelter? And the answer is yes, probably to all. But uh, what about the potential of investing uh, it safely Mm -hmm. and multiplying your money to bring a transfer to help you and your family and friends go a little bit further into the preparation can you speak into
2: that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, with with high inflation that we're in now, we're in we're in historical high inflation, and the Fed's the Federal um, FOMC yesterday just announced they're going to raise rates in 2022. But any high inflationary environment, asset classes like real estate, gold, uh, stocks, they all move higher just as a byproduct of inflation. You know, where your dollars are not worth as much, so everything has that perceived value of being higher. Gold, ironically, should be a lot higher, but it's not. It's it's suppressed. It's around 1785 plus or minus an ounce. Inflationary speaking, it should be over 2,000. So it is manipulated. You know, gold is a manipulated currency. Uh, J.P. Morgan does manipulate the silver industry because if silver gets to a certain point, um, car manufacturers, uh, computer manufacturers, all use silver in their diodes and their electronics. And so if you if the silver market goes too high, then those margins of those companies go higher. And so J.P. Morgan does try to keep silver within a certain range of, of pricing just from a manipulation standpoint. And the Federal Reserve does do the same with gold because they don't want gold to rise too high. Otherwise, that will be inflationary to the dollar. And so there is, there is some of that manipulation. Nonetheless, you look at, okay, the, the investing landscape, the economic landscape, If the feds are going to raise rates in 2022 four times that they predicted, that's obviously going to have an impact on stocks, asset classes where they will decline because you're, you're taking away the free money basically, right? You're taking away the reason why they rose in the first place. So you should see a decline as a result of that. Um, You know, and again, going back to patterns in history, you see historical patterns of the stock market, you see historical patterns of real estate. And all those have a, a purpose because we are repeating similar patterns, Um, so the question to you, you know, the answer to your question is um, land is always good to have. You know, obviously with more land, you can have the freedom to do things, you know, such as farming or gardens. Um, I'm always an advocate of gold. Um, Gold, as we talked about yesterday is God's currency. Gold has an underlying value to it. Um, It's a hedge against inflation, Uh, regardless if it's manipulated or not, it still is a hedge. Um, Dollars, fiat currency is just on the decline. I mean, it's, They can manipulate its value through exports and imports, and, you know, we can have that economic conversation. But it's it's a government-controlled fiat. If you look at your dollar bill, it says it's a debt instrument to the government. So the government deems its value. If they want to deem it as, you know, worth $0.60, they will do that. So you have to really look at, you know, again, what's right for your family, what's right for you. Um, But if you have the ability to work extra income, you know, trade the stock market, increase your wealth, so you can pay down debt, become debt-free, remove that yoke over your head so that you're not beholden to any, you know, controls um, to some degree, right, your job. And that's always been my goal is to really just help people in that capacity.
1: So you, you're not going to go <laughs> – you're not going to share the, the super investments, and that's okay. Uh, but I agree. Well, there, there, there,
2: there, there, there really isn't. I mean, you know, you know, you do options in the stock market. You can make, you know, six 700%. You buy a general stock during a time of COVID, you made, you know, over 100%. Gold doesn't have, you know, so if you look at the ROI model of the returns on investment, stocks will always outpace any other asset class in history, you know, what real estate gold and so forth. You know, on average, the S&P 500 has an 8% 8 to 10% annual year over year for the past 100 years annual returns. And so, you know, if you're looking at a 6 to 9% inflation rate, you have to beat at least 10% to even kick. Compete with inflation. So yeah, there is no gold and there is no holy grail of investments. You know, you, you try yeah. to use the patterns and you try to you know use you know common sense you know investing. You, you know, you you buy at the bottom and you sell at the top, right? That's with any investment class, whether it's a house, land, gold. Um, right. You just have to get to prepare and look forward. You know, see what's coming. You know, like the the, the rate the rate increases and in and plan your investments accordingly. And through my investment company, that's what I try to do. I try to get that information out there so people can plan accordingly. But is there a silver, bull, silver bullet? No, there's. You know, people have been trying to
1: find that since the dawn of
2: you know a, a currency based yeah. society.
1: Yeah. yeah, along with the Fountain of Life, um, Fountain of Youth, I think they call it. All right, so what what a, what a strategic time in this conversation because the times we're in, the things we're hearing, the things that are being projected and witnessed by the spirit of God in some people's hearts and minds. I think there's going to be an awakening Um, and there is a transfer and maybe somebody is is out there and would like to know a little bit more about what you're doing. Is there a way they can contact you? Something you'd like to share over the airwaves?
2: Yeah. So I I have a Facebook page called um, it's invest for life um mentoring program, but I can share that information with you if you want to send it out. Um, okay. You know, they can contact me. You know, and again, most of my students, you know, they know that I'm willing to help, I'm willing to give, you know, answer questions. Because again, I'm you know, no one has all the answers right, but I try to do my best to give those answers out, you know, through my background, through my knowledge. Um, as we talked about yesterday, I'm going to Liberty University to get my masters in financial planning to again help further my ability to help people invest. Um so that will just give me more the the ability to actually invest for people. Like right now as an individual investor, I can't really give advice on a particular instrument or trade for them, but when I get my credentials, I can do that.
1: I see. Okay. Uh what I love about this conversation is that here we, you know, we talked a lot about the end times, Bible prophecy, mm-hmm. uh the things that we see, as you said earlier, you know, coming upon the world stage. Uh, the stage is being set, and you know that is critical to our thinking and understanding. But what I love is that Jesus said, "Work while there's light, because the nighttime comes where no man will be able to work." And w- what you're doing in the midst of this conversation that we're having and witnessing what's going on is that you're still moving forward. You're getting your master's degree. Right. You're going to study. I mean, right. your 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 daughter is teaching Bible study to 50 people in a college, you know, uh, right. in, in where you are from, and so life must still be lived um right. and, and yet the preparation
2: in the midst. Speak into that. Um, yeah, I mean I've always been you know, a hard worker. I've always <clears throat> had the no quit attitude, you know, it's probably why I went to the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, we're always given hundred and ten percent. And so again, until God takes my last breath I'm always gonna move forward in time, you know. And that's just again my personality. Not everyone is like me, you know. I have friends that are lazy that don't that don't you know, move forward with such conviction. But, you know, for me, it's just, again, my drive. It's it's my personality. It's, I'm always trying to, you know, you know, when I set goals, right. So I'm, so I'm organized. I set goals. I have a plan. So my goal is to be here with my company. So how do I achieve that goal? You know, I, I do my master's degree and maybe at some point I might do my PhD. Um, but I'm always looking for opportunities to increase my knowledge, increase my skills and increase who I am as a person, you know, whether that's studying scripture whether it's keeping aware of the news, you know, just a holistic viewpoint of, you know, information, right? I mean, information is, is biased information, you know, is, you know, determined on what you're trying to seek, right? I mean, if I'm trying to seek information on investments, there's plenty of gurus out there that, that do investments. There's uh, mutual funds you can do, but just seeking information holistically in all capacities, you know, and, and you try to, as a believer, you try to, see where that fits in in God's paradigm. You know, if, if we're in a time of revelations, you know, okay, what does Revelation say? You know, how do I, how do I read this, interpret this and know that we're in those seasons in the beginning? You know, we talked about the blood moons, blood moons happened over the feast days, you know, in the past, you know, five years. You know, those are signs and seasons that God is showing us. And he says, look for my signs and seasons. And so you look at those and say, okay, what events happen? And you try to seek new sources. So yeah, you're always seeking information. I always have this motto of, you know, if, if I can learn something every day, it's a good day. You know, if I can learn something new and strive forward, it's a good day.
1: Amen. Amen. And that's why we're here. That's what we're really seeking, wisdom to understand the times. And there are so many signs in our generation that have never existed before. Bible prophecy, signs that were definite. <clears throat> we're, we're living it. We're the generation that's in the midst of this, and so while it appears that things are wrapping up and culminating and coming to a place of, you know, transition, things are ready to shift, things are ready to change, and we saw in 2020 how easy that should happen. Who expected the globe to shut down in 2020 except the people that were in the know? Very few people understood that, and very few people were prepared, and so everything we do right now is about preparation and living the life that God has called you to do and Uh, remembering to store up for the eternal reality, not just here on earth. Um, So what I'd like to do, if if you're out there today and you have a question or comment for Darren Chappelle, then you want to call that number 818-369-0326. If you have a question or comment, something you'd like to pick his brain about, something you'd like to ask him, uh, something you heard that you'd like to uh, go a little bit deeper with, 818-369-0326. Remember, if you're already on the line, Press 1 on your dial pad. We'll bring you right into the conversation. And we do have a call coming in from South Dakota right now. Let's go ahead and take that call from area code 605-695. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
2: Good morning. Yes, I'd like to ask the gentleman more about the country of Taiwan. I didn't get to share all of it, but uh, who, what is the,
3: what government are they under at this point?
2: So Taiwan is an independent, sovereign state, and we have an agreement. The United States has an agreement to basically support and protect Taiwan and, and its interests. So America has a strategic interest in Taiwan. So Taiwan, you know, as a sovereign nation, they they manufacture all the, the chips. So like your automobiles, and there's a reason why uh, with the supply chain issues, why um, most vehicles, new vehicles are sitting on inventory lines because they don't have the chips to finish the the product. So you, from your computers to your cell phones, to everything that has electronics has a, a chip component to it, electronic component to it. And Taiwan makes, you know, quite a large number of those chips. And so China has always wanted to bring Taiwan under its umbrella of control and some authority. And because we have a strategic alliance with China, I'm sorry, with Taiwan, China hasn't really wanted to push that envelope until recently because China is seeing that they are becoming more of a world-dominant power and America is declining morally and spiritually and, and even, you know, militarily. We're declining as a power, and they're pushing those thresholds. You know, they're they're wanting to take over Taiwan. And, you know, more importantly, China is come coming up on its 100-year anniversary of, you know, the party, the CCP party. And so the current president, Xi, wants to make a statement, right? He wants to, you know, this is 100 years. He wants to basically take Taiwan over as part of that strategic plan. And so, yeah, there's a large interest there because once Taiwan controls that, not to say that we're never going to have, um, you know, vehicles again or computers. It's just once it's under full China control, we lose that strategic ability.
0: Okay.
2: I hope that answers your question. Yes, it does.
0: And plus uh, one more question. So, Do we have a lot of American uh, companies in industry there at this point?
2: I don't know the correct answer to that. I know we have some. I just don't know how many and which ones we have. Um, That's a great research question. Um, I'll definitely try to look that up and put that in some of the comments later on. Um, I want to say we do, but I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Thank you very
1: much. Bye All right. Bye. Kathy, thank you so much for calling in. You know, my question to that is, uh, and, and this is by by hearing and not concluding this is true or not, uh, Darren, but um, the impression that I've received from what I've heard round and about for the last several years is that there are parts of our government that are in cahoots with China and uh, have, you know, sold secrets to China. Giving, you know, uh, there's just it's almost like China has something over parts of our government or something to that effect and would it be in the this this government's interest that is siding with china to some degree uh to help yield taiwan uh to china or would that create a war between the united states and china
2: um well i mean that's a pretty open-ended question but i would say yeah i mean there's and, and again it's there, there is no party, you know, it's not Democrats, it's not Republicans. I think everyone has strategic China interests from a, uh, a greed standpoint, right? I mean, obviously yeah, there's, sure, but... <clears throat> there, there's alliances, there's, I mean, heck, you know, Hunter Biden selling his artwork, you know, $500,000, which is more than Picasso. You know, there's, there's shadiness across all party lines There's shadiness across all, all the government. Um, and so that's a deep question. I I would say yes to your answer. I, I, I'm pretty sure it does exist, just from things I've seen and witnessed in in my study. Um, you know, as with anything, it's it's hard to pinpoint it, right? I mean, you can only look for those signs and seasons that kind of suggest that yeah, there's some corruption there. Um, you know, even again, Moderna stock is a perfect example. Moderna yeah. stock was $23 a share in 2019, and rapidly rose to $500 a share at its peak. You know, I mean. It's, so clearly, someone had knowledge of that right um, so yeah I mean there's there and you can see that in the stock market you can you can look at um, those those alliances and 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 you know from a money trail standpoint, you can see it so yeah to answer your question gaps. Yes, to to yeah. what degree it's really hard to gauge
1: you know darren if if we were not um, people of faith, if we were not people that love the Word of God, if we didn't have faith in God, faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit, this whole thing, you would just want to knock out from it. You'd want to go, you yeah, know, nobody knows, who cares. Um, but this is really not a time to not care. It's a time to really understand um, that we are living in a different world, and things are changing all around us. And the great change that we're hoping for is our own internal change, our transformation to become more like Christ, to have more wisdom, understanding about the times we're living in, to get ready for eternal life, but to, to do something in this earth that we've all been called to do. And people are trying to find out exactly what that is. You know, what is my purpose here? What, what is my calling? What am I supposed to be doing right now? And so I'm thankful that you're doing something to help other people, and uh, I guess as we're kind of winding down on this broadcast right now, I want to make sure I give you plenty of time. If there's something, you know, dear to your heart that you would like to just kind of share with the people that have been tuned in this afternoon or this morning, uh, that, you, that you do that. What is it that's close to your heart that you want to just say to the people?
2: I would just say just don't be consumed by fear. Um, you know, there's plenty of fear out there if, if you want it. I mean, it's, it's for sale. It's available. You know, the fear is out there. Uh, it's yours It's yours to take hold. And I would say just don't be consumed by it. Throughout time, fear has always been there. You know, fear is created by agendas to drive a certain, you know, plan. But, you know, read your scripture, you know, have that discernment through the Word of God, you know, and, and question things. You know, if, if things seem if things seem as a myth in your spirit, it's, it's your spirit trying to tell you something. You know, and, and, you know, answer that call. You know, dig into it, research it. Don't don't blindly accept uh, my opinion, Vincent's opinion. You know, dig into it for yourself, and you know, look into the Word of God and, and see how that that's revealed to you. And so that would be kind of my my I guess message is is you know seek knowledge for yourself. You know, if You seek truth, you'll find it. And uh, yeah, and God bless.
0: I love it, man.
1: Do not fear. I mean, it's said so many times in Scripture in so many different ways. Yes. And it, it is the virus. It is the virus. The fear is the virus. And uh, that was well said. You thank you for your service to this country, as serving in the United States Marine Corps for eight years, I believe you said. And uh, best wishes to you, Darren, in your business and what you're doing. And I pray that God opens some wonderful doors for you to get out there and share the information and the knowledge you've achieved over the years in your life. So. Uh, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for sharing and being Thank on you. the air with me today. Appreciate
2: it. I appreciate appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
1: All right, man. We'll see you soon. God bless you.
2: Thanks. Very, Thank you. very good.
1: All right. Uh, we were talking with Darren, and um, he's got such an awesome name. I love that. Chappelle. Chappelle. David Chappelle. I, wonder if, I forgot to ask him what that nationality was back there. But uh, nonetheless, I pray that you uh, and hope that you enjoy the broadcast today. Uh, talked about a lot, a lot of different things, a lot of general conversation that's going on in the world. Uh, but you get it from different perspectives and we're learning. We're growing. Uh, remember, today is the day that you have and I have that we're assured of. We're breathing right now. Go out and live an abundant life in Jesus Christ and let the joy of the Lord be your strength and really press in and find out exactly how God is wanting to direct you in the days that you're living in. Um, It's been an honor to be with all of you today. We're going to be on the air tomorrow. Pastor Jeff Bass is going to be joining us tomorrow with more intel and information about things going on in this country and around the world and how you and I should be further preparing to handle the days that lie ahead. We'll see you tomorrow with bells on. This is Pastor Vincent Xavier. You've been listening to The Watchman right here on Omega Radio, Red Media. Facebook, YouTube, and some other platforms that are out there. God bless you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Over and out.